name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who brings to us a vision of salvation, and points us to it. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we're going to do something that's a little bit out of the box this morning. It's going to be lots of fun. And in order for you guys to really get into it, what I need you to do is something that some of you are already really good at doing during these sermons. Close your eyes. Come on, I'm I'm not kidding. Close your eyes. I will call you out if I see your eyes open. Pete, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Evan, alright, keep, keep them closed, keep them closed, okay, I think everybody has their eyes closed. Now, I want everybody to point, there, there's a big, big cross in our sanctuary, it usually floats somewhere above my head, you know the one that I'm talking about. I want everybody to, with your eyes closed, point to the cross. Oh, you guys are great. You can open up your eyes. You keep, your, keep your hands up. Okay. Uh, and look around. And look around. Did everybody get it? Hey, everybody knew where the cross was. Good. Good. You guys are so great. You're, you're really doing well. Okay. Now we're going to make it a little bit more difficult for you. I want everybody to stand up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, spin around a couple of times, two, three times, just don't get dizzy and fall out. Um, it, it's, it's spin around, uh, close your eyes while you're spinning around, uh, don't know where you are, uh-huh. Um, bump somebody next to you, it'll be great. Um, good, good, keep on spinning around, keep on spinning around. Um, all right, you can stop now. Now I want you, with your eyes closed again, point to the cross. Open your eyes. All right. Pretty much, look around, pretty much all of you were still able to point to the cross, even though you spun around and got dizzy and all sorts of crazy stuff. Go ahead and sit down. Now, why do you think that you were able to do that? Why do you think that you were able to remember where the cross was? Well, the reason for it is that you have neurons in this thing in your brain that's called the hippocampus, which, by the way, means seahorse because it looks like a seahorse. Kind of cool, huh? Um, uh, You have neurons in that little seahorse that's floating around in your brain, and those neurons fire according to the place that you are. And so, as you are walking around, those neurons start to fire, telling you what direction you're going... And they also start to fire, telling you when you're approaching a landmark, something like a wall. They've done all sorts of studies on this. They've used mice, they've used other mammals, they've even used humans to test when those neurons fire. And what they've found out is that that is basically how we can find our car in a parking lot without really having to look for it. Now, some of our neurons work better than others of our neurons, and that might explain some of you wandering around those parking lots for days on end. Uh, But you have that sense that you know where things are. You have this sense that you know where this cross is. But now I'm going to confuse things a little bit more for you. I'm going to take this cross that uh, we don't use nearly enough, and um, this is our processional cross. And um, now I want you to close your eyes once again. 
Keep them closed, everybody. I will call you out. All right, closed, closed. Good, okay. Point to the cross. Open your eyes. All right. So, uh, some of you pointed to where I was before. Some of you figured it out and pointed to me back there. And the reason that you pointed to me back there is probably because you heard me. You heard my voice. You were able to say, I know where he is because I hear his voice and it's coming from back there. Or, or you hear, hear my footsteps, exactly. And you, okay, PJ's on the move. He's in the back. And you were able to discern where I was from where my voice was. But some of the, the, other, some of the rest of you, you weren't able to discern that. And so you were still pointing here. Well, that's sort of what the Israelites felt like. The Israelites felt like the whole world had been turned around on them. Like their whole sense of direction had been changed. And all of a sudden, where they thought God was leading them to, well, it seemed like He was leading them in a completely different direction all of a sudden. And, well, well, that got them kind of annoyed. Because that's what we do when that sort of thing happens to us. They had just experienced the death of two of the greatest of their leaders in in their tribe, the death of Aaron and the death of Miriam. They have experienced that death and they thought, well, what, what do we do now? And they had just marched into the land of Edom in order to get across the land of Edom, in order to get to where they were going, in order to get to the promised land. And Edom, the armies of Edom, came out and they said, you are not doing that. You're not coming through here. You better find a different way. And the Israelites didn't know where to go. The Israelites didn't know which way was up. They didn't know which way was north. They didn't know which way was south. They didn't know which way was east. They didn't know which way was west. They knew that they had to figure out a way to get around Edom. But they knew that that was going to take so much longer than getting through Edom. And they felt like their whole sense of direction had just been destroyed. Of course, we probably know a little bit of that just from our own lives sometimes. Maybe it was a breakup in your life where you thought you were going to be with that person forever. And all of a sudden, it disintegrates in front of you. And you're left there going, which direction is my life headed in now? Or maybe it was some sort of a failure that you thought that you were going to be an English major, but it just didn't work out. You couldn't read enough. And so you had to switch your major to something else. And all of a sudden you didn't know what that something else might be. You didn't know which way to go. You didn't know what direction to take. Or maybe it was even after a success. Maybe you did something really great and people noticed you for that, but all of a sudden it meant that people then expected more out of you. And because of that, you weren't quite sure what direction to go in. You were really great as a slacker. But all of a sudden you don't know what to do with all of this added responsibility. 
Or maybe it just crept up on you one morning. Where you just woke up and you said, I have no idea what direction my life is supposed to take. Well, right around that time, you usually end up acting a little bit like the Israelites. You usually end up getting a little bit, well, antsy and annoying. And you start to complain a lot. And you start to do things like the the Israelites were doing. And they were complaining, and I love their complaint. They were complaining, and they were saying, Why did you bring us out of Egypt into this wilderness, Moses? Why did you bring us here? There's no food, except for that manna stuff. No food. No water, except for that water that you got from us a few days back when you hit a rock and water came out of it. That was pretty miraculous. But no water. And we hate this miserable food. Wait, didn't you say that you didn't have any food? Yeah, we we start to do all of those complaints, and they don't even really make sense. But we start to complain and complain and complain, and people want to distance themselves from us because nobody likes to hang around with a complainer. And then all of a sudden it happens. Poisonous snakes! Poisonous snakes come out and they bite you! Oh, that doesn't happen to you? Oh, well, gee, guess the sermon kind of ends there, huh? Oh, wait, but there is a poisonous snake that has bitten everybody in this room. It's called death. And right about the time that you start complaining, 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 right about that time, for some reason or another, all of a sudden you realize that you've been bitten by that poisonous snake. You realize that you're going to die. Maybe it's high blood pressure. Maybe it's a weird lump that you just noticed. Maybe it's something else. But all of a sudden, as you're taking off in that airplane or you're getting into that car, you understand your mortality and you say, Holy crap, I'm dead. And you are. You're at least dying. That's what having a poisonous snake is like. That's what the children of Israel, all of the children of Israel, and these weren't just ordinary poisonous snakes, by the way. These were poisonous snakes on a mission from God. Because He had sent them to bite everybody. Nobody was spared. Just like us, everybody in here is headed towards death. And then God tells Moses to do the most audacious thing. Moses, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get some bronze, and I want you to make, yeah, I want you to make a snake. And I want you to put it up on this pole. And Moses is like, a snake, really? Seriously, that's what just bit everybody. A snake? Couldn't it be like a golden calf? And God goes, well, no, you guys have already messed that one up. And Moses is like, well, maybe about a honey badger. And God's like, "Uh, honey badger, don't care. I want a snake. Puts it on a pole. And says, if people look to that, they will live. Well, let me put this in perspective for you, just in case you haven't gotten it quite yet. 
The poisonous snake that bit you is not life, it's death. The poisonous snake that bit you is not life, it is death. And what God points you to so that you may know that you have the promise of eternal life is not life, it's death. Oh sure, we can say the cross and think that it doesn't mean death, but that's what that thing is. It's a torture device that kills you. But because he died on that cross, it becomes your salvation. Just like Moses lifted up the very thing that was killing all of those people, a snake, Jesus Christ is lifted up before you. in a way that mirrors what you're trying to escape. Death. That is death. But because of Jesus, that is life. That is a cross meant to kill you and me and everyone else. That's what we should be headed to. But because of Jesus Christ, that is salvation. Now this time, with your eyes open, where is the cross? Where is death? Let's try it again. Not all of you got it. Where is the cross? Where is death? Where is the cross? Where is salvation? Amen.